Welcome to Tavern Tales Junior, a curated live play 5e Dungeons and Dragons podcast for kids. In Tavern Tales Junior, we'll take a group of kids on a fantastical adventure using a modified 5e rule set. This podcast is created by and for kids, so let's see where they want to take the adventure today. I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me through the wilderness and woods to where the winds are blowing free through the darkness of the night heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me and I'll spread the word and you beat the drum we'll round up the troops and get the gang to come and we'll leave the streets and these neighborhoods head over the river Welcome to Chavin Harold's Jr. and this is a podcast for kids and we have two other new characters here. Yeah, thanks for the introduction. And your name is? Will. Hi, Will. And who's sitting next to you? Hi, my name is Savannah. I play the role of DJ Ashardalong. Perfect. And who's sitting next to you? Hi, I'm Robin. I play Sasha Kikian. She's a wizard to backseat, and her alignment is lawfully good. Perfect. And who's sitting next to you? Hi, I'm Grace. I am a wood elf bard uh, named Boris Volgriff. Boris Volgriff? Yes. Cool. What does Boris look like? He is a, um everyday bard that you'd see in an inn. Oh, okay. Like a performer. So, What does he play? What is his musical instrument? A harp. Oh, he's a harpist. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. We'll get more to Boris in a bit. How old are you, Grace? I am 13. 13, and this is your first time sitting down at the table for Tavern Tales Jr. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll come back to Boris in a moment. Who's sitting next to you? Hi, I am Malcolm. Who are you playing, Malcolm? Flamacurpitch. Flamacurpitch. And what type of character is he? Is he a ranger? He's a dragonborn. Oh, he's a dragonborn, and what does he do for a living? Is he a ranger? Yeah. And yes, he's a ranger, and does he have any pets? Mm-hmm. What does he have for a pet? He has a giant eagle. Eddie the eagle. Eddie the eagle. That's great. All right. And Eddie kills bad guys. Oh, yeah. Eddie's a giant eagle who's very vicious and whatnot. He can cut people's faces open. Okay. And of course, I'm Kyle. I'm your dungeon master. And I'm excited to have everyone here today. Before we get into the action of the game, our player who wasn't able to make it today because he's got other obligations, Alex, he's playing Christopher. And he is a member of the Lord's Own which is Knight Protectors of the City of Fairhaven. Both of your characters, Malcolm and Grace, are members of the Lord's Own. You went to Bardic School, you went to Ranger Academy, and you learned the, the, the course of your trade. But after that, you were approached by this group called the Lord's Own, and they asked if you wished to join them because you were such wonderful, charismatic, smart, not so wise, but at least very <laughs> capable individuals. And these capable individuals are important to protecting the people People of the realm. And it's super important that you guys have joined that. You have been sent on a mission with Christopher, the dark elf, to the city of Menzobaranzan. And you've taken one of the entrance points to Menzobaranzan, which is an underground city of the dark elves. It's a diplomacy mission for 
the from Fairhaven to Menzo Berenz and asking for assistance in a horrible war that is about to go on. And I'm saying a lot right now, but one thing I'm going to, to skip to is, Boris, when you were in the city of Fairhaven, you knew this tabaxi character. This tabaxi character was this really nice, wonderful person, a wizard. And you learned some spells and some magic in the same class as this tabaxi character. While you were in class, something happened. What was it that happened that uh, be uh, that created the friendship between you and this tabaxi well i punched him in the face accidentally he said oh it's fine oh you punched her in the face so sasha this human bard who was in a like a helping class that you were like her assistant teacher for accidentally punched sasha in the face what did sasha do about that first of all she hit me but like as like the force came in it was like two inches away and then I went reached up and caught her arm so it was like close but not close to her it looked like she punched me but to me it wasn't a punch so after you caught this punch what did you say to Boris it's okay that happens a lot (laughs) (laughs) it's nothing new really and Boris and Sasha became fast friends as a result yeah and did you guys like go do a lot of schooling and whatnot? And Sasha, did you help Boris with Boris's spells? Yeah. So I... he became a better spellcaster as a result. What is something you taught Boris when you're casting spells? If you want to cast a concentration spell, it relies on you zoning out of your normal active brain and going into a focus mode, being completely unaware of anything other than the spell you want to cast. Perfect. And Boris, did you did you make a song for Sasha as as a way of saying thank you for helping her helping her, having her teach you to cat um to to better enable you with concentration spells? I've had many attempts, none of them have worked. And what was the title? What's the working title of the concentration spell song for Sasha? experience tranquility so good i love it yes let's write that song for your character it is the first song in the list of the uh yes i know where that's from you know where that's from overwatch a game oh is it cool i didn't (laughs) know that but either way you've taken something from somewhere else and you've put it into into dungeons and dragons and that's what's important now we have malcolm and he is playing flamma the red dragonborn and flamma the red dragonborn is one of the very few dragonborns in the lord's own and he happens to know a purple dragonborn and that purple dragonborn became his very good friend when he when he knew her in the city What's something you liked about this purple dragonborn? That she can breathe lightning. (gasps) Is that true? Can you breathe lightning? Yeah, lightning. He loves the fact that you can breathe lightning. And what's something that you liked about Flamma? Pick a character trait that you think is uh, something about Flamma. Um, A magic crossbow. I liked that we both had similar weapons because I have a crossbow and he has a magic crossbow. Did you guys go to crossbow training together? (laughs) Who won the contest at the end of the crossbow training session? Maybe... Me? Because I have a magic one? Maybe it was him because he had a magic one? What do you think? DJ, um, did did, did, uh, did our ranger friend win the crossbow championships? 
I'm not sure because he has a magic crossbow, but I've got really good aim with my crossbow. That's true. You guys are both pretty comparable. But you know who won the, the challenge at the end of the day? It was Isaac the Ranger. <laughs> of course. Of course, Come Isaac on. won. Isaac has this double bow harlot trick. Oh, cool. Double, double bow, bow harlot. harlot trick. Double bow harlot from Super Delicious, by the way. And we have Flash. Flash, you're an eldritch knight, and you cast spells and use weapons, and you have these two other friends named Boris the Bard and Flamma the Ranger. I think I saw one of them before. Yeah? You've seen them before? Malcolm's character. Yeah, Flamma? Where did you see him before? I think I saw him walking home. I'm like, this way. Oh, you saw him walking home. You see everyone walking home, don't you? He's just spying on everyone as they go to he and just, from. He he's just, just creeping around. Yeah, he's a super creepy he guy. Si- he sits in a bush and just makes notes and takes pictures of anyone that walks past this one bush. <laughs> you just see like a... A really big, bad, disguised berry <laughs> camera. <laughs> it's and, a big, I, and, I it's saw, a and I only saw a little bit of the other one. Exactly. So going back to the game itself, we are descending now from the world that we're in right now. We're falling down into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. And from there, we're falling down even further into the world of the Underdark, which is below Faerun itself. And now that we're there, where our characters are, we need to bring Flamma and Boris up to speed. So can anybody tell me what's happening right now when the game begins? Yes, Robin. We are fighting an Umber Hulk. And Savannah, what is an Umber Hulk? An Umber Hulk is this monster that lives in the caves, and if you look at it, you'll start to get confused. Right, because its eyes are... Hypnotize? Yeah, it's got hypnotizing eyes of myriad colors that are crystalline in nature. And the Umber Hulk, is it big or is it small? Big, I'm guessing. Yeah. Is it big or small, Savannah? I think it was big. It's huge. It's a large creature. And does it have ar- natural armor? Um, yes. Yeah, it's got this chitinous armor. It is like insect armor oh. that are all over its body. And it's very, very tough to fight. And it's very, very strong. And how many of these were you fighting, Will? Two. We were fighting two. And what happened to the first one? Died. Who killed it? I think it was me. Everybody killed it, but Christopher laid the final blow and rendered it. But I wasn't there. Oh, actually, Flamma, you were there. You didn't know this, but your character was there all along. Both you and Boris were there because you were sent on this mission. And when you arrived in the Underdark, you were staring down a a tunnel on one side. And what was on the other side, Savannah? So on the other side was Sasha, Flash, and I. Yep. And Georgington. And Georgington. Yep. And you were the side of a big cavern, right? How did you get across the big cavern, Robin? I casted my spell Fly, which allowed, um, I can cast it twice, so I only casted it once, and I casted it on a DJ, Right. and she flew back and forth, back and forth, picking people up, 
and moving them to the other side. Then you guys encountered them and you had a conversation because everybody knew Christopher as well. He's the dark elf. He's kind of the leader of your little group. And then we've got another group of four. So now we have this giant group of seven people, seven members of the Lord's own. And you are making your way to Menzo Baranzan. We should bring Flama and Boris up to speed on what you guys are doing down there because you had to go down there too. First, we got to this place called Thunder Tree. We don't need to go that far back because the listeners will be able to catch up to there. What we need to tell them is why you're in the Underdark. To save this halfling boy, Lucas's family his uh, dad and his sister. Perfect. His dad and the dad's daughter, Arabella, and we still don't know the dad's name, right? And are they with you guys as well? Yes! All right, perfect. So there are these two people that they're trying to rescue, and they were given directions on how to get to Menzo Baranzan, which is where they'll find an exit point to get these people back up to the surface. And you're not that far away from Menzo Baranzan, but while you were walking down the tunnel, you saw something. What did you see? Does anybody remember what they saw on the walls? A thick, glimmery, water-like thing watery shimmer on the walls and somebody realized that this shimmery glimmer on the walls is actually a telltale sign that the umber hulks are behind it who noticed that i think i did because i have nature as one of my skills perfect and as a result the umber hulks didn't surprise the whole entire party of the seven of you we are now descending into combat because there is still an umber hulk that remains to be defeated and so what i need everyone to do because it is a new game session. We are going to re-roll initiative to see how you guys are going to roll and to fight this other Umber Hulk. And so for those who haven't played before, you need to roll a 20-sided die. That's the big round one. And you're going to roll that and everybody's tell me what number you get. So Flash, uh, so what happened in the last session, just to be clear before we start initiative, is Sasha helped those two people, the, the farmer and his daughter, across and into safety. And Christopher, after killing the first Umber Hulk, has turned to go and protect those two people in case any other attacks were to come. So he won't have to be involved in the initiative and he won't have to worry about trying to kill the, uh, the Umber Hulk. Okay, so let's go with our numbers here. Sasha, what'd you get? I got a 20. Holy moly. Flash, what'd you get? A8. What'd you get, Boris? 19. Wow, well done. And DJ? I got a 17. 17. And Flamma, what was your number? 18. 18. We have a lot of deep and voices. Umber Hulk, the Umber Hulks rolled a... And Georgington rolled a... Georgington has a 20. And the Umber Hulks have... Uh, the Umber Hulks are going last. So... How combat works is I'm going to say somebody's name. That person is going to go. I'll also say who's going next. And you guys will get to make, uh, you start to think about what you're going to do in the initiative order so that when it comes to your turn, you'll be ready to go right away. If you need help with anything though, I'll be here to explain or work through what your things are. The most important part is just try to describe the cool thing that your character is going to do in the combat. The first up is... Flamma, followed by Sasha. Flamma, what would you like to do? I will call my eagle. You'll call Eddie over? And yeah. Eddie, how will you call Eddie? Can you say your command word to get Eddie to attack the Umber Hulk? Eddie, attack. Now that is a very good attack command. So now you're going to roll your 20-sided die for Eddie's attack, and we're going to see if you hit the Umber Hulk. 
You did. You hit the Umber Hulk. Can you roll a d6 for me, please? Dad, he has I don't to know roll which one that is. You're right. So uh, Eddie the Eagle needs to attack with disadvantage. I don't um, know which one. You're going to roll another that's... d20 as well. That is still, yes, you, so Eddie still has managed to hit. Now roll one d6, it's a square one. So he did five damage to that Underhulk. Good job, Eddie. Eddie soars in, and with his talons, he rakes across the unprotected chitin along the neck ridge of the Umberhulk, and that was your attack. You may also take an attack if you would like, but you have to make a decision. Do you want to risk looking into the eyes of the Umber Hulk and being dazed and confused, or do you want to blind your eyes and attack blindly? If you attack blindly, you have to roll two of the 20-sided dice and attack take the lower blindly. roll. Okay, do it. Roll two of those. So grab the other one, which is right here. 11 you and 11. hit. Are you shooting with your crossbow, or are you hitting with your sword? crossbow all right roll your damage with your crossbow it's the 10 sided die you remember what those look like there it is perfect yeah roll one of those a one a one one what's your the damage on a crossbow it is one plus seven so you do eight it's, damage mm, total no so yeah oh yeah perfect you got it eight damage total so into the microphone tell me where does your crossbow bolt hit the umber hulk in the eye in the eye. It hits him in the corner of the eye and does this amount of damage and the Umber Hulk screams and goes Does the eye of the Umber Hulk just pop out? No, it didn't do, he didn't oh, do nearly enough damage to pop I, out the I eye wanted, of the Umber Hulk. I really Hulk. wanted an eye of an uh, well, you will, you can collect one afterwards if they're still intact and nobody's nobody else hits more of them. So that was Flamma's turn. It is now Sasha's turn, followed by Boris. I want to hit the Umber Hulk's eye so that it, the glimmery part of the eye, because I I want to say that Sasha knows that Umber Hulks have a lid eye okay. and like the shiny bit isn't just glistening okay it so they have their eye and then like over top they have this shiny confusy bit oh okay cool. and it's like a lid so you can pop it off and it's also worth a lot of money <laughs> in order to do that you cannot attack blindly you would need to take off your eye covering that you put on last game session and you would need to leap forward and face the confusion and attack it do you think you can do that because you need to make a charisma save, yeah. which is 1d20. What if you don't get You'll be confused. And I'm pretty sure someone will try. <laughs> if we can be confused, I'll change up the game. All right, make your charisma saving throw. 1d20. Get to add your charisma bonus to it. Two. Plus. Five. Total. That means that you are now dazed and confused and you cannot take any more action this turn. So what I'm going to say is you cannot take any reactions until the start of your next turn and you're going to roll an eight-sided die to determine what you're going to do for the rest of your turn. If you roll a one to a four, you do nothing. If you do a five to a six, you do no action, but you'll use your movement to run away in a random direction. And if you roll a seven or an eight, you're going to attack a random creature. So roll it an eight-sided die. It could be my eagle. Uh, maybe. Probably not. But yeah, maybe your eagle. All right, roll that D8. Yeah, roll it up. Do it. What'd you get? I got a one. A one. So you do nothing. So you just stand there staring in the eyes of the Umber Hulk, and you take no action. But in my mind, I'm taking 
In your mind, you're taking all of the actions you need in the world. So now it is Boris's turn, followed by Georgington, followed by DJ. I cast Vicious Mockery. Okay. And what's the insult? I'm trying to like look at it and (laughs) try to figure out what I can make fun of. Do you want to see a picture of it? Have you seen an Umber Hulk before? Nope. All right. Let's do that. Everybody, does everybody, want everybody else wants it. to see the picture too? Because you haven't, you don't remember it from last time. And of course, Malcolm's never seen an Umber Hulk. Here it is. Here's an Umber Hulk. I don't see the confusing eyes. Yeah, its eyes are right there. I thought it was different colors. <laughs> the eyes are different colors, yes. But the yeah. Anyway, so there you go. You were adopted. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. That's all we needed. Okay, roll your damage. I think it's a save that I have to make. That's a d20 for hitting. Damage is d4 for Vicious Mockery. So I have to make a wisdom saving throw. So just make sure you write that on Vicious Mockery on your on the front page of your character sheet when you go to do that. And you to tell me what the DC is on that. I think it's a 16. So wisdom saving throw. I'll roll my d20. He fails the wisdom saving throw, so roll your 2d4 damage for Vicious Mockery. Four. Okay, so the Umber Hulk takes four damage and now has a disadvantage on its next attack roll. That's very good. Awesome job. Boris, it is now Georgington's turn. He will charge forward blindly and attack it with his mace, trying to do a super... Oh, he rolled two 19s, guys. He totally crushed it. He does 12 points of damage. And that is uh, Georgington's turn. It is now DJ's turn, followed by Flash. I think I'm going to use my crossbow and hit the umbral heart in the eye. If you try to hit it in the eye, you have to make mm-hmm. you have to make that charisma saving throw. So go ahead and roll your charisma saving throw, a 1d20, and you need to get a 15. No, four. Plus one is five. You also uh, are dazed and confused, and you no, stand there no, distracted. No, it's only three people. You stand there dazed and distractedly, and you lose your turn. But now roll a d8 to see what you do with your turn. A five. A five? That means you run off in a random direction. Can you roll a d6 you to see what direction you cliff. run? Five. Uh-oh, you run back the way you came. Actually, your character is flying. You fly off the way you came, away from combat. It is now Flash's turn. At well, least I'm safe. That's true. You're not getting attacked, but you're not saving the rest of your party, too, with your awesome combat skills. All right, so it's now Flash's turn. I'm going to use Shocking Grass. Your sword, or are you just going to cast the spell? Sword. Okay, you're going to use the sword. You're going to do it blindly, right? Or are you going to try to see it to attack it? Blindly. All right, roll your two d20s and take the lower one. Because then you won't get um, uh, confused because two people are already confused. Whoa! A natural 17 and a natural 18. You definitely hit. You have hit with your shocking grasp sword. So now you will now roll three d6 for your short sword that does shocking grasp. 3d6, please. Three of the square ones. Six of five or one. Twelve. Very good. Twelve damage plus you get to add your strength bonus to that, or sorry, your dexterity bonus to that. So that is 16 damage total from Flash doing his electrical damage. Is it my turn? It is now the Umber Hulk's turn. And the Umber Hulk will lurch forward towards 
flash and attempt to hit it with its claws, but it's disadvantaged on its first attack from the Vicious Mockery, so we'll see if it hits Flash. It misses Flash with its first claw. Its second claw, it tries to hit Boris with it, and claws, and his claw lashes out and hits and does 11 points of damage, knocking Boris back five feet. It tries to bite and it opens up its big mandibles that are really razor sharp, and it tries to bite Eddie the Eagle in the air, and it (laughs) uses its teeth to try to hit it. Here we go. Oh, and it hits Eddie the Eagle, and he does eight points of damage to Eddie the Eagle. But Eddie the Eagle has like 26 hit points, so he's okay for now. But he does go, and he falls a little bit in the air, but recovers his balance quickly. And that was the Umber Hulk's turn. Now it is Flamma's turn, followed by Sasha. Okay, so I am going to use my fire breath. Use your fire breath? Brilliant! On his face and try to make his eye go on fire. Well, yeah, you can definitely do that. Now, what the flame is, it's just a line. And you know where the creature is. And you know that nobody else is in the way, you hope. With your fire breath, you don't have to see the creature. You just open up your big mouth and say... (sighs) Perfect, yeah. You say... (sighs) And the fire comes out. Is it red in color or is it orange? What color is the fire? It is red fire that comes pouring out of your mouth and blue fire is more powerful though it it would be when you get higher level does it turn to blue fire or does it stay this right now okay perfect so you're gonna have you open up your mouth the fire comes pouring out and what's great about it is you don't have to make an attack roll and you don't have to look at it you just close your eyes and open up and the umber hulk has to make a save in order to get out of the way of your fire and he doesn't save so you get to do i believe 2d8 damage to the umber hulk and that is the eight-sided ones these i wanted to do my eagle turn too yeah you can have your eagle do something as well in one moment i want to make my eagle slap um slash him in the in the uh in the face no i want i was thinking that your eagle did this Oh, it's decent. Sorry. Does anybody have an animal pet? Just you. I'm the only one. I kind of I shouldn't have chose talking to other animals. There will be other animals to interact with in the game. Roll those two I just gave you there. I have the spell Find Familiar, so I'm going to be getting a familiar soon. A three and a three. A three and a three. Perfect. And what's that add up to? Six. You guys have rendered the Umber Hulk to less than half of its hit points. It is now, it is now Eddie the Eagle's turn. You want to have Eddie the Eagle slash? So roll 2d20 and take the lower roll and we'll see if he hits him this time. 10. 10 is not enough for Eddie the Eagle to hit. So he misses his talons clatter off of the armor of the uh, Umber Hulk and he doesn't hit. It is now Sasha's turn. Sasha, what would you like to do? Sasha is dazed off and... You're just staring at her. But, like, slowly, piece by piece, she just comes back, I think. Is that realistic? Okay, it is the start of your turn, and you can avert your eyes if you wish to. You you were only confused for that brief moment. So do you look away, and your whole turn is up is for you to do what you would like to at this point. I try again. 
because I want to try and get that eye. Okay, you may attempt again. So make that charisma save, and you need a 15. If you get that eye, we won't be confused. I got exactly a 15. That is, you and plus your charisma bonus, you have succeeded. You may now do your normal attack roll against the creature. I wanted to pop the eye off. With your, (laughs) with what? You're a wizard. I know. (sighs) Summon a spoon. (laughs) Summon an ally So what would you like to cast for your spell To do this Or are you going to use your tabaxi claws What are you going to do I was going to try and claw his eye out Alright you have to rush forward and try to claw the tabaxi's eye out That's going to be a tough roll I'm going to jump and then I'm just going to Scrape right around Just the edge Because you have to get a grip And then Okay, so wizard tabaxi that you are, your robes flowing, you rush forward. I like all of your color and your actions, so you get advantage on this check. You get to roll two d20s because you have advantage on the check. So now you're going to roll both of those dice. You dash forward with the attempt to climb up it and cut out its eyes. What is the higher roll? Four. The higher roll was a four? Yeah. You trip on your monk robes as you come running in and you can't make an I'm not a monk. You trip on your wizard robes as you run in, and you can't make the attack. You fail. All right, that was Sasha's turn. It is now Boris's turn. All right, I'm going to attack it with my rapier. Okay, perfect. Dash forward. Are you going to do it blindly, or are you going to try to look at, look at it when you attack it? I go blindly. All right, roll 2d20. You are disadvantaged on the strike. 26. Perfect. Now you get to roll your damage. Nine. Excellent. See? So not so bad as you thought. Yeah. (laughs) All right. It is crippled. The Umber Hulk uh, tips one way, tips another. It's bleeding heavily. Does anybody remember the color of the blood of the Umber Hulk it was? Blue? That's correct. Blue blood. This thick ichor seeps from the wounds that all of you have created and caused this creature. It topples, but it doesn't quite fall yet. It is now DJ's turn. I'm gonna fly back and be blind while trying to use my greatsword. All right, you cover your eyes, rip your greatsword free of its moorings. You turn around and you fly straight at the Umber Hulk. Roll your to hit with disadvantage. Eight. Plus. Eight plus seven, so 15. It is not sufficient to hit. You miss. You do get a second attack, though, because you are a fighter, so we may roll them up again. Two. Two is even worse. You miss again. You just can't find it when your eyes are closed. It's difficult to do. But nonetheless, that was DJ's turn. It is now Georgington's turn. He will also blindly attack it with his mace, and he misses as well, resulting in it now being Flash's turn, followed by the Umber Hulk. Flash, what would you like to do? I would like to cast magic missile excellent so you have to make a charisma saving check to cast magic missile because you have to look at it so roll that d20 and see if you can cast the spell uh no you fail you are distracted and confused for the rest of the round so now roll a d8 to figure out what your character ends up doing with your turn a nine 
it's a nine. All right, you rolled a six, which is perfectly fine. You run off in a random direction. Uh, I'm going to say you headed back the way that um, DJ went and start running back the way you came. No, no, I went the other way. Oh, you went towards the farmer and the daughter? Excellent. You ta- you dash away that way, uh, your full movement, and which is pretty considerable. That was Flash's turn. It is now the Umber Hulk's turn. And since the Umber Hulk cannot attack Flash, the Umber Hulk will now attack once Sasha and will hit Sasha doing 11 points of damage to Sasha and then the Umber Hulk will attack DJ since DJ's flying Dad, around there. Dad, my It'll... armor class is 17. I hit well over 17. The uh, other attack will attack uh, DJ and hit you as well because it rolled and got a 26. It will try to bite DJ this time, so it does eight points of damage to DJ, and then the last person it will attack is... Who's close enough? I think Boris is close enough, so it will attack Boris with its last action and hit Boris as well. What's your AC, Boris? 17. I got a 21, so it hits you and does uh, 11 points of damage to you as well. So you have six health. So you've been hit twice now? I th- I'm going to say I have 50. I'm going to say around twice. Yeah, Who, okay. Now whose turn is it? That is the end of the round. It is now going to be Flamma's turn. Flamma the Ranger, what shall you do? I will heal you. All right, you're going to heal your friend Boris. Your fellow member of the Lord's own, I do believe you get to roll a D8 plus and then add three to that. So roll it up. Seven. Excellent. So you can add seven hit points back up onto your total, Boris. What do you say to Boris, your friend, as he uh, as he reels back in pain from the d- strike of the Umber Hulk? What do you say to Boris? What, You're what is, welcome. <laughs> what is the what? Are, what are the words of your spell that you say though? You're welcome. I don't know. You don't know? All right, well, you got to think about that and come up with it next time. That was a really good action, Flamma. Good job saving the day. Your eagle soars and swerves in the air. It is now Sasha's turn, followed by Boris. I want to try again to scratch the eye out. All right, make that charisma save. It's such a difficult thing to do. All right, do it up. You have to get a 15. Oh. Or else you're hypnotized. What'd you get? Five. <laughs> Five is not enough. You are hypnotized. Roll your D8 to see what happens to you next this term. Six. A nine. six means you just run off in a you know in one of the directions. Ugh, Actually, la, you run la, la, la. towards you. Fin- you continue to run towards the Umber Hulk. No. Randomly, you run towards the the Umber Hulk. It is now Boris's turn. I'm going to attack it with my rapier again. Excellent. Blindly. Blindly. All right. Roll your two D20s and take this the lower one. This is a hard one. fight. It is very hard. Three and a 19. I never care about the high one. I only care about the low one on disadvantage. And a three is not sufficient. You miss and your rapier clangs off of its chitinous armor and uh, you do no damage. Oh no. It's still bloodly. So that was Boris's turn. It is now DJ's turn, followed by Georgington. I'm going to try and hit the Umber Hulk with my greatsword blindly again. Okay, do it. Roll your 2d20 for your first attack. And I don't think that hits. So roll again. They're both threes. Yeah, they were. Ten. Ten plus? Seventeen. So that is not sufficient to hit either. You just miss on your second attack. Would you like to do your uh, second wind, I believe it's called, or the other uh, bonus that the warriors get where they get to roll their attacks again? 
Yes. All right, do it up. Roll again. 23. 23 is more than sufficient to hit. You do it. Roll your 2d6 damage uh, and add your strength to it as well with your magical longsword strike. And you did? Nine. Nine. Ten points of damage, right? But my strength is four. And you have you get to add your magical weapon bonus to that as well, which is plus one. So that's why it's ten. Oh. Perfect. So that was uh, DJ's third strike. You get a fourth strike because of your sec- uh, the second win or the extra action. I don't remember exactly how it works. But rolling again, you get to... Nope, miss. With your two, you have definitely and assuredly missed. So that was DJ's turn. It is now Georgington's turn. He will also attack. Missing. And it is now Flash's turn. Flash. No! Flash, what shall you do? We'll sing a sad song. You'll sing a sad song and do what? And try to play somewhere and and I will try to and to let you know uh-huh. when when I'm using my shocking grasp sword, the the gems glow. They do. And when the sword hits, the gems glow goes out. And once you've used up all six, it's expended for the day. So you have two attacks. Make both of your attacks with your shocking grasp sword. And because you only have three of those gem colors left. So roll two 20-sided dice and take the lower one, please. This one? Yeah, and, and one more. You hit! Oh my gosh! All right, roll your damage. You get to roll three d six damage. You may end up killing this uh, Umber Hulk with this blat with this strike. You have done a total of fifteen. That is right. You have done fifteen damage. It is, and that was your first strike. Roll again with your and. That was your turn. We are now on to the Umber Hulk's oh, turn. No. The Umber Hulk will attack Flash again. <laughs> and hit and do 11 points of damage to Flash. He is brutally injured at this point. He reels back. He suffered uh, another tremendous blow, but he's a fighter. He's good at handling those sorts of things. And then seeing that Flamma is casting heals at it, he will attack Flamma this time and he will miss with his claws. And then the last time he will try to bite, he will bite Sasha because Sasha ran right at him. So it's giant, mm-hmm. horribly sharp, serrated uh, mandibles snap at Sasha. You're going to kill me. He misses. Yeah. Sasha is so fortunate and lucky. That was the Umber Hulk's turn. We are back to the top of the round. It is Flamma's third turn. I will heal you, Flesh. Excellent. Roll your 1d8. Add three to that. Three plus three, six. You have healed Flash for six points of damage. What do you say to Flash? Heal the damage. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Good color, buddy. Uh, Great and job. I, and, and I say, heal the damage back to everybody. Oh, yeah, he should. All right, that was Flamma's turn. It is now <laughs> Sasha followed by Boris. Okay, and so I want that eye. So I snap out, and I just am going to claw the Umber Hulk to get 
the island. All right, do you roll your charisma saving throw one more time. Hopefully you don't get hypnotized. 15. You did it. You managed to save. So roll your strike with normal ability. You climb up the side and you try to pop out the thing. I'm going to say that this is not a strike. You're trying to attack in a specific way. This is an intelligence check after you 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 managed to jump up to hit it in the right spot. So instead of rolling a strike, you're going to roll an intelligence check. 20 A natural 20? So that's 24. The, the Lord's strike and you hit so now i'm gonna say roll a d12 and i'm gonna roll a d8 and if i get lower than you i got 11 oh i don't it doesn't matter what i rolled although i did roll an eight so you have popped out this covering carapace that protects that glowing eye and what it is is like a lens and inside is this colorful shooting laser sort of thing that warbles and moves around and causes all that scintillating color to shine across the carapace and you pop the lens out and it starts to fall from its face and you know that if it hits the ground it will shatter into a million pieces so i carefully catch it and then like put it in a pocket Okay, make a, it's a very, you can't put it in a pocket, it's really huge, but you need to make a dexterity saving throw to try to catch it as it falls. Okay. Not a very tough one, but still have to make a dexterity save. Three I didn't catch. What, no, 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 three plus what's your dexterity? I only needed a five total. What's your Seven. dexterity? Seven. You, so you totally caught it. Only if you'd rolled a one would you have failed. So you have now got it in your hands. That is your turn. You can make a decision about what to do with it in a moment. I'm going to say that that action also did damage to the creature. I think it did a, a D4 damage. So can you roll a D4 for me? Four. <laughs> it dies. I killed the umbrella. As it falls, its eye pops. Sasha's standing on its shoulder. She rides the body down to the ground and it crashes with a resounding thwomp. And all of its limbs fall lifeless to the ground. It lays there in a bleeding heap. And the rest of you breathe a heavy sigh of relief. You have killed the Umber Hulk. The other one lies there as well, its blood congealing on the stone floor. And as silence falls upon the battlefield, I need everyone to make a perception check. Roll a d20, please. I have a four. I have a three. Four. Three. I got a two. Nine. I'm one more than you. Boris, you're the only one that hears a clacking sound coming from where the farmer and the daughter are. Everyone else is too busy cheering and whooping and swinging their swords or flying around like Eddie the Eagle or flying around like DJ the Dragonborn. And no (laughs) one hears these strange sounds. And... When the farmer and the daughter cry out, everybody else seems to think that they are cheering as well, but it's actually tinged with fear as though something were going on in the corridor just adjacent to you. What are you going to tell us? What do you do? I'm going to create a loud sound to force everybody to be silenced and tell everybody that there's something going on. Okay, so you're going to use your, um, did you take prestidigitation? Cantrip? What cantrips do you have? Is it still, is it, it's not over? 
I have Vicious Mockery, Green Flame Blade, and Dancing Lights. So you could use Dancing Lights to try to get everyone's attention? Yeah, I'll use Dancing Lights. I just wanted to say that maybe she... I don't know how Dancing Lights works, but the Umber Hulk eye is has tons of colors, right? Oh, okay. So bounce colors. So you, have, you cast the Dancing Lights. So what you could do is there's four of them here. Four other members, and there's Georgington as well, but he has—he's—he's uh, he's just not part of things. You can—you have the ability to cast four dancing lights. You could cast one in front of each one of them, and then have them bob and come rushing towards you, so that their eyes turn to look at you. Is that what you want to do? Yes. Okay. So you cast your dancing lights. Suddenly, a glowing blob of light appears in front of the four of you's faces, and it suddenly, as soon as it appears, it rushes towards Boris, who then does what? Going to gesture over to where I heard the um, the sounds of fear, and going to have everybody pr- progress over there. Okay. To check out what's going on. Excellent. So because you did that and because of what you did, I will give everyone a stealth check advantage on their roll. And so as a result, you will not even need to roll because everyone here, there's so many people that are proficient in stealth, you get advantage. Everyone then sneaks over to where the farmer and the daughter because Boris seems to have said that something horrible is going on. And you can now hear the farmer and the daughter, Arabella, you hear them talking, but it sounds like it's tinged with fear that something in the and that other corridor is going on and when you walk into that corridor you sneak over there and, and there they are surrounded by a group of driders what do driders look like driders are dark elves from the waist up and dark elves are like have these long ears and black skin with either white hair or some colored hair and but the bottom of them is an eight legged spider a giant arachnid with eight legs and they're all carrying wicked looking spears and tridents and they have held Christopher and who and the other two at bay and they are quietly holding them there while one uh, while one of them is trying to watch what happens to you guys in facing these umber hulks you've finished up they don't realize that it's been done yet and you sneak over to see these driders have captured the people you're trying to save and we'll leave it there until the next adventure and i hope christopher comes next time What kind of trouble we'll get ourselves into? Would it be wrong to tag along with a band of vagabonds? You wonder if I'd wander with you. So I'll spread the word and you beat the drum. We'll round up the troops and get the gang to come. neighborhoods head over the river through the woods this concludes this episode of tavern tales jr we'll be back in one month with another episode our intro and outro music is through the woods by the okie dokie brothers you can find the okie dokie brothers on itunes at www.okiedokie.org and follow them on twitter at Okie Dokie Bros. We'd love a review on iTunes, and you can also find us on Twitter at Tavern underscore Tales. Thanks for listening. If you'd 
come wandering my way If you ever get lost or if the trail leads you astray The music of the pack can always bring you back I wonder, can we wander away? And I'll spread the word and you beat the drum Round up the troops and get the gang to come And we'll leave the streets in these neighborhoods Head over the river